Hello and welcome back to Miss D's Lunacy. With me, I have a very empowering person because women are empowering and my next two shows will show you what it's so important for us women to survive and to be so creative. Stop this! And with me right now, I have a dynamic, world-class beauty, energetic, fabulous, called Glamourpuss. And without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Courtney Moss, who I'm so glad to be here. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here, too. Well, your story is fascinating. Please tell my audience all about your absolute amazing story. Well, I think just starting this company, Glamour Puss, um, I started it seven years ago, um, came up with the concept at a hockey tournament for my oldest son. And with a part, I had a partner. I started it with a friend, and we wanted something that hockey moms and sports moms, when they had to wake up in the morning, could put something on and look fabulous and beautiful without making a huge effort and be warm in the hockey rinks. I'd be wearing pajamas, but <laughs> well, you can wear your pajamas with the fur neck piece that we beautiful, designed beautiful. because you just throw it on and go. And so we started that seven years ago, and with that one piece and a pair of mittens and they were a big success and so the company in line has evolved um to include a full collection of fur you know après ski you know regular wear as well as a whole summer line of uv50 clothing hats beach cover-ups, bags. So it's really a lifestyle brand. And Glamour Puss, you know, really is a lifestyle. And the whole idea of the name, just talking about empowering women, is that um, when we were trying to come up with the name of the company, we were really thinking about James Bond and Bond Girls and the names of Bond Girls. <laughs> and going through the list of Bond Girls, which you know some of them. I'm sure we can repeat them, like Octopussy and Pussy Galore. <laughs> Um, I was like, what about the name Glamourpus? I think it's wonderful. It's a really good name. So um, that's how it started. So strong it's women. It's got a zap. It's got a zap. Yeah. Strong women, active women. It's clearly a name that's a word that's not um, common, but has been around for a long time. But it takes a strong woman to actually have the balls to do what you're doing. Because it really does. I mean... People would be going, what, 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 what? And you're so empowering as a person because of your history in the, in the field of design. So please tell us that you actually were working with some of the most incredible designers in the world, and you were so lucky to do that. I, I really was lucky. I, um, my first job was with Yves Saint Laurent at Yves Saint Laurent in New York. I was not based in Paris, but I was in New York, but I traveled to Paris all the time, and Mr. Saint Laurent was alive, as, as was, and Mr. Berger obviously is still alive. But um, so really experiencing the couture house and being there and seeing Mr. Saint Laurent and going to the couture shows and the Pret-a-Porter, um, being around all these amazing women um, that would shop in the house um, for their couture. And that was in the late 80s, early 90s. So couture was changing, but I mean, it was still like an incredible experience. And take going, I was there four years um, and then left and went to work for Giorgio Armani. Uh which again was an inc a very unique experience and very different than being in 
France and working for a French designer. Because he's Italian. He's Italian. And they have tempers. And, well, he was a very important Italian designer. I mean, he still is. I mean, he was one of the main Italian designers. Um, he was chic, so chic. But you know what? He gave me the experience of all the celebrities. I mean, he really is the first person who really started dressing celebrities with like Richard Gere and American Gigolo. And um, so I was exposed to celebrities all the time because I worked in the PR office. And so we were, you know, from Eric Clapton to Liam Neeson to Nicole Kidman. I mean, <laughs> we Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, just... Uh, Sophia Loren. I mean, I, I mean, amazing Good women. God. So um, I'm jealous. That was fun. That was fun. But take then just building. I think every every opportunity you take or you experience, you build on and you build your life and your next step. And so from there, um, I actually I was tired a little bit. I traveled a lot. Well, you wanted a family. Right, I wanted to have my family. And so it was difficult to be working for an Italian company where we needed to be in Milan, you know, four, five, seven times a year traveling. So I made the switch to work for Tommy Hilfiger, which at the time, I will tell you, everybody who worked in high fashion was like, you're going to work for Tommy Hilfiger? And I'm like, actually I am, he's a great man. It's an American company. And I want to have fun. It was an incredible experience. He is a wonderful person. He um, had a lot going on. I was I went in there to run. I was the head of um, communications for the whim, for women. So I launched his women's line because he only did men at the time. That's true. And so. Um, we it was great i launched we opened him up in europe we opened him up in tokyo um it was really it was a great experience um i planned the costume institute um the met gala with him um and vogue and anna wintour um but then it was time to move on from there as well well you certainly deserved a break you'd been working for almost 12 years i yeah i've been working a lot yeah i guess a long time but then John Galliano at Christian Dior, that's who came, that's who came knocking on the door. And so um, I'll tell you what happened there though, talk about empowering women. It was a great experience being at Dior, but again, I was, my family was growing. I was pregnant with another, with my second child. And um, the president of Dior at the time was fired. He was a man and he um he was a great guy but they didn't want him there anymore and so they put a woman in now you would think that a woman would support the women, women <laughs> under in their office oh no they won't so i actually was having my baby when the chairman of dior called me and said you need to come into the office and i said well i'm actually in labor right now so i'm not really going i can't make it this minute he said, okay, well, then when will you be free? And I said, uh, probably in like two days. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know. I can't believe that. Well, so I went. Had a baby. Had a baby, literally. And then went. And went to the office to meet this new woman. And um, Unbelievable. It, it actually, I knew, I, the writing was on the wall right there. I should have just like, hello, red flags, red flags. And um, I met her, say? I'll tell you. So I went on my maternity leave. She emailed me and asked me if I could cut my maternity leave short, which I said, no, I cannot. Oh. And she did not like that. 
And then when I started, um, I started back, I guess, April. I can't remember. And um, one day I, she called me into her office and she said, Courtney, the work day here starts at 9 o'clock and you've been getting in at 9.30. And I said, hmm, I'm not going to say her name. I said, hmm, well, um, I do like run the PR and every, people aren't even in their offices at, until 10 o'clock in the people that I talk to on the phone and I work with. And I said, I do have a newborn baby and a two-year-old. So, I mean, I think 9.30 is fairly legit. And she told me that I needed to choose between my job and my kids. That's what she said. Exactly. What a bitch. Yep. Because she said, I made that choice. And I said, oh, well, I can... <laughs> I can that where that's gotten you. Yeah, and her children don't <laughs> like her. She doesn't have any. Well, that's the point. Exactly. That is terrible. That is embarrassing. Yep. So just in talking about empowering women, we Not should be helping even, each other. We should be helping each other. That's what I say. And encouraging each other and motivating each other. And you know what? If I 930, if nine, it's only a half an hour... You know, what difference does it make? It's not like the world's falling apart. Exactly. And I think some women are really mean because they, they're so angry that they were dismissed when they were younger for some whatever reason. I mean, the one person that I really admire is Joy. They made a movie about her. I mean, she was taking care of everybody, making up mops and doing all sorts of things. Well, God bless her. Nobody gave her any credit. Her companies are worth hundreds of millions. She did it all by herself. And I really appreciate women who take care of them of each other. That's what we do. I mean, it's a men's club out there. It and, is. <laughs> and you it can't is. couldn't get a job, couldn't get a driver's license, couldn't get a credit card in the '60s. I mean, we were treated really badly. And the fact that we have a voice to me is very empowering. And I love the fact that you have so much to say about how lucky you were and how intelligent you were, and how you used all your skills to start a company that's really sexy. Well, thank exactly. You know what? That's it can be sexy. You can yeah. be smart and sexy. Just that's like the right. whole, like I was saying to you before about the whole James Bond idea and all of that stuff. I mean, smart, actually being smart is sexy, too. I agree. actually being physically But sexy. we're scared to do that because we might be looked upon the wrong way. You well, know, that's God true. forbid, you know, you're, you're going to do something naughty and then you're going to go, oh, dear, you know, somebody's going to judge me and then I'm going to be the talk of the, the gossip and everything. And that's really not fair. No, you know what? It is people. Women are, you know what? Women judge, too, a lot. They are mean. They Because they they're just as mad as you are. <laughs> they're mad because they're stuck raising children and they don't have anything to do with their lives. They're mad. I'm telling you, I've met some really nasty women. They should be on pills. I swear to God. No, but you know what? I'll tell you something. You're saying luck. I'm lucky. I mean, I'm not. You know, you were. I, I think, well, also someone told me this, this amazing woman that I met on jury duty. She told me that, do you know what luck is, Courtney? Luck is labor under correct knowledge, which means that you're working hard with the right amount of knowledge and direction and focus. And then when you're doing that, because you can't get lucky without hard work. I mean, obviously, you could win the lotto, but, you know, whatever. But really, people who are successful in their careers work 
hard and they work with the knowledge that they've been given. So all of the jobs that I've had and working with all these incredible designers and, and, other, pe and other people that work at the companies where I have influenced me and they taught me well, I was well-trained, um, I worked with the best, my standards are high. Um, so I've applied that to the my company and the life. rest of my life and to my company and just plugging along and taking these instead of trying leaps and bounds, knowing that let's take these steps forward. Let's just keep moving forward. Let's not move back. Let's OK, we made mistakes. We, everybody makes mistakes, but let's use that and keep going and keep going and don't stop. And I'm not stopping. It's only getting better. So but your training was so vital to your development as a designer it was your training and the fact that they were able that you were able to be with the most creative people in the world it's true i mean really the most icon i mean john galliano saint laurent giorgio armani tommy hilfiger i also worked i worked in some projects with um versace and and the ferragamos I mean, I really have had like an incredible, this incredible jeweler, Stephen Webster out of London. I mean, he's not that well known. I mean, he is, but he's not huge like that, but he is like incredible. All these people that have high standards, different taste levels, but applying all of that experience. I mean, you know, it is amazing when you get to work at a fantastic company. And if people help you and want you to grow and learn, then you will, and you need to be open-minded and not be stubborn and think you know how to do everything. It, you know, I've always like just absorbed, like I was the sponge, taking it all in, not knowing where it was gonna go. I certainly did not think that I would be sitting here across from you saying, I have a company called Glamourpus and we're you know, on our way to being worldwide. So. Um, it's extraordinary. I mean, it's very empowering. and. and you were so lucky, and you were so good at what you were doing. So, I mean, you just don't get a job because you look pretty. I mean, you've got to add something to no, the I, equation. I, I was smart. Yeah, you were. <laughs> you were damn smart. And you keep forgetting to say that. And I'm going to remind you. And I d certainly couldn't have gotten it. I mean, I was just so stupid when I got out of school. And I had to get, I, I went to an interview at uh, Sotheby's in the um, advertising department, and there were 12 people in the room. And I'm thinking, why do I have to interview with 12 people? I don't even know who they are. And they're like, what have you got to offer? And I went, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know what to talk about. I mean, I, I, I was out of college, for God's sake. But of course, they took one look at me and said, dumb, dumb, and they threw me out of the room. And I was so mortified of embarrassment that 12 people would judge me well, I agree. That's it. That's inappropriate. And I thought, what did I do? How am I supposed to prove myself when I've never had a job except for working for Blooming Does? I mean, how can I possibly make myself look interesting? And I almost died. And I thought it was the rudest thing that ever done by putting me in front of all these people that had gotten a job by trying to be intelligent and then stuffing me with, well, well, how interesting are you? And I just about died. And I said, I am never going to put my, it was embarrassing. So I know that it's hard to try to make oneself look good when you're 21 and 22 and you've never done anything. 
and you're supposed to go, well, I'm really cool. Yeah, just trust me. Just I, I'll really do something. <laughs> and you can't I have no idea what you're doing. And ergo, my particular lifestyle didn't exactly go exactly where I wanted. But it doesn't matter now because I'm really popular now. But it is daunting right it is it is it's hard it's hard and especially now too i mean these kids trying to get jobs today i mean i love everybody i get resumes for just i will please can i come in and intern so i can have experience can i do this i mean so that i can just be able to then put on my resume that i interned at this company or that company it's competitive out there for jobs with kids I and mean, kids trying i have a you your son obviously is is successful and i have a son who is going to college um but you know i'm it's it, well you're it's scary you worry you, you do worry about them you do you want them to be successful and you want them to make it easy there's nothing easy about it out there there are thousands of people that are all clamoring for the same job and the fact that you're so clever is is a testament to you and your children should be so proud and i hope they're going to be listening to the show because i love your mother and you better love her back because she's really cool and it is such a treat to be able to meet with you and to tell our audience how important it is to believe in themselves. You know what? I really, you know what? I really do believe in that because I like wake up every day and my glass is half full. I don't want to sound like very corny, but it's true. No. And you know, you have to believe in what you're doing. And I think, I and you just have to keep going forward yeah. and just know that with these steps and with this, these, these motions that good things will come of it. And you do have to be happy with yourself inside. Well, there's sometimes a bump in the road. Well, yes, there is. And it happens to most of us. But it is so extraordinary because your background was so interesting. I mean, who had the privilege to work with Giorgio Armani and Christian Dior and Tommy Hilfiger and Yves Saint Laurent? I mean, God bless you. And you had the wherewithal. You were a strong woman. You were a dedicated woman. You were good at what you did, and you're good at what you're doing now. And your company is absolutely a gift because it is what you are. Do you know how many people love your stuff? I mean, I went to Salon Margaret. She's wearing your top. I'm like, oh, that's my shirt. And I mean, all of us are running around in Courtney clothes. And we're all going, oh, well. Isn't that the best? And they're all like, it, it is amazing how clever you are. And your page, okay, so where can we find you? Okay. First of all, you're on Madison. Go ahead. Okay, tell me. so I'm on Madison Avenue, um, 1305 Madison, between 92nd and 93rd. Um, then we're here in Palm Beach at uh, 311 South County, right at Brazilian, online at www.glamourpussnyc.com. Make sure you put that NYC in or you might end up some weird site. And then, <laughs> and then I sell at Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, I sell to uh, Bergdorf Goodman, I, Neiman Marcus. I'll be selling at Stanley Korshak in the fall. Um, I saw Gorsuch, and I'm very big in Gorsuch and the Gorsuch catalog. So those stores are all in Aspen Vale. Beaver Creek, you know, it's such a very lifestyle brand. I need her autograph right now. I know. <laughs> You're amazing. So we we work, you know, we all work hard. It's a very tight team. No, you work hard. And um, 
I, 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 I'm not the only one. So we have a good group and I, and everybody believes in me and in the company. And so I trust them and together we're building this together. I have great people who work for me. So and your clothes are manufactured in the United States. Yeah. Some, some, some are, the summer line is manufactured in New York city. Um, all the fall winter pieces are manufactured in China, actually. All the fur. Bummer. Well, it is a bummer, yeah, but it's, it's 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 the it's the reality. It's the, it's the cost factor. It's the reality. But the the hat that you like, your cowboy hat, is handmade in Guatemala. Yay! Yep. So um, we're doing a lot more in Guatemala. Habla español. <laughs> and we're doing a lot more in Spain, too. Good for you. Yep. Yep. So you have turned this into a mini empire. Well, let's hope. Let's oh my hope. God! Forget hope. So. You're all over the place. Yeah, it's. I'm good. so proud of you. Thank you. And Thank I hope you. all of my audience listens to where to get to be hip and hop, because if there's anybody that's hip and hop, it's her. And I actually have a hat of hers, so I feel hip. You have I, more than a hat. Okay, I've got your shirt and I've got your bags. I got. I mean, I'm basically walking around looking like Courtney Moss, but I can't look <laughs> like her because she's so pretty. Uh, but I basically am a Courtney Moss model. You are. I. It, everybody is. Every. I mean, everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, you're wearing Courtney Moss. Oh, you're wearing Courtney Moss. Oh no, it's Glamour Buzz. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's I so makes, cool. I know. Thank you. It makes me happy when I see people like people I don't know wearing the clothes. Isn't that cool? Too. Yes, it's great. And I've seen that a lot. Down. Florida's been great. Opening this pop-up shop in, in Palm Beach smart, has been amazing. Smart, smart. It is so Florida. It yeah. is so Florida. And we're sort of sick and tired of the whole thing. I mean, I love Liza Pulitzer or Lily Pulitzer to death, but I mean, you can only wear it so much. But I mean, you've just brought a whole new expression and life into another kind of lifestyle and a kind of brand. Yeah, well, we're trying to be very American, but having like that old European like flair, you know, the but old is, like 60s, it's 70s. exactly what it is. But with an American spirit and like very all, I mean, I am very kind of all American-ish, I think, but yes, I have but an international flavor. So many exactly. people. Exactly. So you have the flavor. Exactly. And since I'm moitié American and moitié Francaise, Totally get it, because I don't want to be American and I don't want to be French. I want to be both, and that's exactly the whole thing. And people in America don't know how to do that. They don't have the mix all. They don't have the wherewithal. Yeah, they don't know how to do I think, that. I think we definitely are onto something with that. Too. Well, you're hot as could be, and her clothes are amazing, and they don't stop. I mean, you've got a whole new line, and it looks like Acapulco, and yeah, yeah. We're already dis we're finishing up spring twenty seventeen already. <laughs> oh my god! It's and so then awesome. starting for fall winter twenty eighteen. Yeah, so we move in a fast cycle. Oh my god! So I can already tell you what you'd be wearing two years from now. Okay, so <laughs> give me a give me a mini clue. I know it's got a lot of color, uh, it's, and it's going to have a lot of embroideries. Ooh, I like it. I like yeah, it. a lot of embellishments and embroideries and fun, fun, Ooh, like wow. very preppy, but with this like kind of like Saint-Tropez stuff yeah, and some paisley, Saint some men's stripes, like shirting, men's Ooh, shirtings, but done in a very kind of feminine, fun way. You should actually sponsor my son. He's trying to start shirts. I don't really? know what he's gonna. Yes, it's called DLB. I don't know what he's doing, and I'm really proud of him, but. It, they're beautiful shirts. I mean, they're uh, Moroccan colors. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Very attractive. <clears throat> and he's going to call them DLB, and he's going to sell them worldwide. He's 
started this whole company, and I'm really proud of him. Good for him. And I hope he makes it. I hope to, I hope he does, too. But he needs he, your he, he, direction. <laughs> do you know what? He should just not be discouraged. I think that's the one one of the best pieces of advice that someone said to me was, you're, you are going to have disappointment, and you are going to have failures, but don't be discouraged. If you really believe in it, and you can see that you can make it happen, and you can make corrections, then keep doing it. Keep trying to move, move the dial, move forward. It is discouraging. I mean, Miss G, when I wake up sometimes, I am like really like, my glass is half full, but it's about to be half empty because it's a nightmare. You know, it is. It's hard working with factories, deliveries. There's a lot of factors that go into it, and a lot of things. It's not just design, and and selling. There's a lot of back office things that can cause a problem so yeah there's be a backlog and then there's this and then they do the wrong and then the die is wrong exactly and then you get the, the whole thing comes in it's not the right sizing the die came in you approved one production piece and then it comes in in a totally different color and you're like that's not what i ordered and my stores are waiting and then the stores want to cancel and then you're stuck with all this product i mean those are things you have to think about that you know that come along but when you start small he'll start to learn little baby steps and then as he gets but bigger, you're really he'll adjust. Huge now, I mean, you've been doing this for eight years now. It's eight, yeah. Well, to wait, two thousand and nine. So set going on se seven. So Jeez. we'll be eight. Yeah, I'm very impressed. Thank you. And I hope my audience is too, because this is a woman that definitely needs to be recognized, and I recognize her. Now, let's not forget we're friends, and I will always admire my friends. But this, forget me. But we have something very funny to tell you. Because now that we have learned how incredibly talented she is, which about makes me feel like a ding-dong, but no, I'm proud of her. And I am as successful, and you shall be as successful as she is, and you got to put your mind to it. But we do like to drink something called rosé, and, you know, we're friends. So we're allowed to do that, right? I mean, you're allowed to kick back, right? So a friend of mine sent us some, uh, uh, what do you call them? Coasters. Coasters. And they're so funny that <coughs> as much as we're very sober right now, just so you know. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to read you some of the funniest things we've ever had. So there are like 12 of them. But she's going to read one, and then I'm going to read the other one. So you start with this one. And we're going to – okay, so you start with so, sober. Okay. So I'll go with tipsy. <laughs> We're going to be opposites, opposite attract. Okay, sober, it's an adjective. Possessed of iron will, but often lacking a sense of humor. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Helpful with washing dishes, finding CDs, and lifts home. Probably in need of several stiff drinks. <laughs> okay, I've got tipsy. Tipsy is also an adjective. The usual signs are a flushed face, stupid grin, Loud voice and a profound love for mankind. The sufferer is incredibly deep, intelligent, and insightful, but prone to giggles. <laughs> oh, drunk. <laughs> Again, an adjective. Suffering from vision, hearing, and speech impairment. With an insatiable appetite for pizza. Infatuated, infatuated with anyone and everyone, possessing an illogical belief that he, oh, <laughs> that he or she, <laughs> that he or she is gorgeous despite dribbling and slobbering. 
Oh my god, I love it. Plastered. This is mine. Extremely generous, loud, and confident. Suffering from prolonged talkativeness and a belief that he or she could drink anyone under the table. <laughs> okay, there's yours. Okay. Wasted. <laughs> Invincible but incapable. <laughs> Suffering from extreme loss of balance, coordination, and sex appeal. Liable to sleep anywhere. Babbling incoherently with loss of most body function. That one's a good one. Okay, hungover. <laughs> That's the last one. Suffering from near-death-like state. Often catatonic and always with a pounding headache. Unbalanced with no sense of humor. Needs total silence and another drink. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. Oh, my God. These are so funny. These and as much good. as we're serious, which we are, and we're businesswomen, which we are, we also have a sense of humor. So I hope you understand that we can giggle and do business at the same time and make tons of money. <laughs> so here we are. And let me tell you, thank you for listening once again. Do keep in touch. And do not forget my last saying. Lead us not into temptation we can find it ourselves. God bless you. Thank you for listening.